Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Michael Luby Lubitz with you on the Believe Network. And uh, this guy probably, I, I would think, is getting credit for carrying Believe to its current level of greatness, uh, maybe say. single-handedly. Yep. Certainly the most popular guy on the Believe Network uh, with his own podcast. And it's a pleasure to have him on with us because uh, if he would have allowed the paparazzi to click off a couple of pictures of him, uh, he would have been on the back page of the post for uh, touring around Augusta instead of Tiger Woods today. Uh, the great Brandon Lang, handicapper extraordinaire, uh, joins us here. And the man who the movie Two for the Money was based on uh, joins us here on After Hours. Brandon, how are you, my friend? You're out there on the links already? Concessions Golf Club, Sarasota, Florida. Uh, nice pond one. Missed a little birdie putt from 12 feet above the hole. A little driver seven iron in there. And then uh, my ball didn't fade on two when OB and made double. So two over. Uh, 90 yards short of the green here on the par five. Life's good. A couple of hot trannies last night. It was just a, I'm on this tranny winning streak. Uh, just hot ones. Two, two hotties from London. Uh, I called them up. They flew over. So we're just taking a deep 12 and two college basketball run. Uh, literally just spectacular run for your boy feeling last night, Texas A&M got it done for laying in the banger. So it's a, uh, it's a good roll boys. It's a good roll. Tranny love. It's tranny day. Every, every day is tranny day. For Eli. Well, what's great. We I mean, uh, and uh, the underplayers were torched uh, on your last appearance here on the podcast here prior to last week's games. As uh, you didn't mention a tranny until like very late in the conversation. <laughs> so they're delighted to go and cash today because uh, the only number was 30 seconds and uh, we were about 14 seconds in when uh, you dropped the first tranny reference. Now, now we're going to have to wait for you to be interviewed by Roger Maltby in between shots or something. I mean, uh, are you out there getting live coverage on this round? No, no live coverage. Uh, it's just a beautiful, spectacular day in South Florida. A little windy. But now I just realized that I'm 80 yards short in a bunker short of the grain. So that's not good. Similar shots are good. I'm wondering you do so. Life's good, man. On a roll. Um, of course, I came on your show last Thursday. Had Villanova, Michigan. Friday, Miami over Iowa State was my biggest play of the year. Saturday, Villanova over Houston. Got lucky there with the one for 20 for three. And then Sunday, I had. I had North Carolina over St. Peter's, and I just went to the well with the Canes one time too many and. Uh. I called CSI Miami and had them check the Gatorade at the half for the hurricane. Yeah. And Jim Larenga for de- – hold on. And Jim Larenga for dementia because he forgot how to coach in the second half. So whatever Miami team ran into the locker room, whatever CBD treats they gave them, if they just smoked the weed on their own or if they – somebody put some shit in their Gatorade, I, I don't know what happened. But that was just embarrassing of the performance of a team that played as well as they did in the first half. So we dropped it on the chin there and then uh, came back with Texas A&M last night. So the college basketball run stands at 
uh, 12 and two, two losses being uh, Murray State, um, Middle Tennessee State in double overtime. Um, Middle Tennessee State in double overtime against Evelyn Christian. And then we came back with, of course, the loss with Miami. So 12 and two run going into today, little NBA day. And then it's, um, I'm probably going to take Texas A&M over Xavier on Thursday. I'm going to probably come very strong on Kansas over Villanova simply because you can't, in the Final Four, replace 15 points in your starting lineup when you play six players to begin with. And I think Nova, from a matchup standpoint, just doesn't match up with Kansas. If Kansas plays half of what they played in the second half against Miami, they're going to take care of that four, four-and-a-half number against Villanova. Duke, North Carolina – you could give me the final score of that game today, and I would still figure out a way to have Coach K screw me. So, <laughs> that means that I'm going to that game. <laughs> Coach K will read, Coach K will go to my website. He'll see Brandon Lang uses minus four and a half. Guys, let's make sure we go out there and win by three. I can't stand that fucking guy. He's gone after me on social media. He's gone after me on his videos. Talks about my crater face, my bad back, my wife's not hot. Uh, guys, we're going to win by three today. And if I say, hey, I'm going to take North Carolina four and a half here in that locker room before the game, guys, you need to fucking go out there and you need to cover this goddamn fucking number. <laughs> that Lang guy just uh, and I plus the points. I want to take my fish and shove it so far up his fucking ass. I cannot stand that motherfucker. I got to tell you one thing right now. That Brandon Lang, that scumbag motherfucker, we're going to win by 30. I'm keeping that game in the house. So. Uh, well, what is at the root of all of this? Is it just uh, the consistent beats uh, and the uh, obvious favoritism that has always played towards uh, Duke that has cost you money over the years? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not personal. It's not like you met Chashevsky uh, and uh, he called you an asshole. Nope. Listen, <laughs> just think about, let's think about who I had when Duke makes the half-court shot against UConn. Remember in the final four? Yeah. UConn was playing two and a half. Right. They're up by five. And what's his name? Du, du, Duhan or whoever hits a half court shot at the buzzer and they lose by two. It didn't help that UConn missed the free throw, you know, to put him up six. And he covered. He missed the second one. And Duke dribbles it down and hits the half court shot to cover. So that, it goes back to that. It, it really does. Good old Coach K. Yeah, no, uh, do you have the cell phone tucked under your chin as you're actually like blasting out yes, of the sand he's there? Like hitting balls on the to get to this par yeah, five and four and have to make a I putt. I mean, how, how is this working with the golf? This is amazing. I hit it out of I hit it out of the bunker there while I'm talking to you on the green. We could hear the sand flying. I mean, we could feel it. I, I got some sand <laughs> in my amazing. eye. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot I cannot pass up this birdie putt while doing the Debo show and my caddy. Who's the six foot one tranny? Great, greatest reads ever. Yardages <laughs> are perfect. <laughs> reads are perfect. When she when she pulls the pin out, her cock lays down, and you see how long it is. Yeah. To the pin. If you play golf with a tranny caddy, you're going to shoot well because every hole you got to run, she's coming after you. So there we go, boy. Well, and the, uh, the plumb bombing is uh, you know very much a, a, a useful technique. <laughs> When we're playing golf uh, with so, a transvestite. I mean, uh, I guess we can't say that. It's uh, it's just a tranny now. Unbelievable. So how far away from the hole are you, so to speak, Brandon Lang? And can we get a play-by-play on the play? 25, 25 foot for birdie. I got to walk to the cart and get my nice. Get my, uh, okay. All right. What's it look like? A little left and, uh, or right uh, yeah, twister, well, downhill, uphill? The, what are we talking about here? Straight lead? in? Right to left, uphill for birdie. Okay. And uh, okay. we're good to go. But the other four, the other three people have to cut. So. Ah, uh, okay. 
Oh, jeez. Hold on. I thought, I thought you were away on, on this thing. So that must have been a hell of a sand shot. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> What'd you use? A wood to get out of there? I mean, uh, how did you get out of the sand like that? Let me ask you this uh, while you're waiting to putt, though. Uh, you know, you're in St. Pete, you said. Uh, you said Sarasota. Is that too close uh, to Clearwater? Yes, I mean, are you behind a bunch of octogenarians that are walkers? Yeah, Sarasota's like a little, yeah, no, like, like a sixum. There's nobody on the golf course. Oh, nice. It's just me my three train partners. We have a white regular caddy, and I told you I have the, I have the six-foot-tall, light-skinned tranny caddy that's just supermodel hot. But she's got 11, 11 solid, nice. bringing it to the table. And she hits it 320 off the tee, and she plays Jeez. the Bluetooth. <laughs> you know, in right, Florida, they don't recognize that. I mean, uh, she couldn't possibly play, you know, with, with other women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, have, we have laws against that now. I mean, uh, they don't recognize their accomplishments. Uh, you, you know, especially that, that swimmer that, uh, you know, won some medals down here. Those, those are all gone. Uh, all right. Uh, so it's, it's going to be what? In the, uh, well, what do you want to give us here, Brandon Lang, for the, uh, the final t- couple of games here in the tournament? I, I know you like Kansas. Yep. And uh, are, are you going to go Duke, North Carolina? I mean, uh, if you go against Duke, as you said, yeah, they'll win it by 28. <laughs> All right, I, I think we got a lot of mileage out of that, uh, Louis. Uh, you know, he does like Kansas, which I do also. And uh, my surprise is that that line has remained at four and a half points. Uh, you would think now, uh, the only reason I can see for, for the line being so short on the Kansas game is uh, A, respect for Jay Wright, yep. and B, I mean, uh, Villanova seems to be playing very low-scoring games, are they not? Was that consistent throughout the tournament, or was that just a fluke, this last one, where it was like 40-38 with four minutes to go uh, in a ball game when they uh, ultimately prevailed uh, in their last uh, outing to get to the Final Four? Uh, and and I would think without this Justin Moore, who injured himself very late in that ball game. Remember, he went sliding and yep. Uh, yep. turned out uh, torn Achilles, I think, was the uh, diagnosis. And, uh, you know, and a very unfortunate thing for this guy. But uh, you lose one of your main impetus and, and uh, catalyst players on offense and influential players on offense, and you're not scoring a lot of points to begin with. How are you going to stack up against this Kansas team that uh, I agree with Brandon Lang? If they play any semblance of the style that they played in the second half against Miami. Now, Miami didn't help themselves. Uh, they went ice cold. They went away from what they were doing. Jim Laranega told us uh, that they I got real nervous about the whole thing and all of a sudden, we're suffering uh, like some massive anxiety attack as they came out of the locker room for the second half. But uh, that being said, I mean, Kansas also was unbelievable. I mean, uh, just a gigantic performance and outscoring the Hurricanes, something like 46 to 14 in that second half of the ball game. So, um, or 47, I think it was 47 to 14. So I, I see them beating Villanova. I, I don't know about you, and I'd be willing to lay the four and a half. So uh, I think if you're uh, smart, you'll go ahead and put all the money in the world on a money line on Villanova <laughs> in this game. Yeah, because that's the problem. Because logic dictates otherwise, us. does it not? <laughs> Both all of logic us. points to Kansas by a wide margin or by, you know, double-digit points. Brandon, you and me all think Kansas should win this game. Villanova, I think, was already down a guy, and then they just lost this other guy. And their offense, uh, they scored 80, 70 in the first couple games, but then the last game, the, the third, uh, so what, the Sweet 16, they won, they put up 60-something, um, but that's with the their kid that just got hurt. So at some point you would Justin Moore, yeah. Moore, the Moore kid, him going down can't help them, and Kansas is finally finding it out. I don't think there was CBD or I don't think Larinaga did anything wrong. I think Larinaga is the reason they got there. His coaching brought this group together, and at some point they faced a freaking wall in Kansas. 
who has sort of been messing around in the tournament. Like, they were the most consistent of all the number one seeds because they've gotten to this point, but they hadn't really had any major runs. And that second half, they finally put it all together. And Miami does not have the talent Kansas has. And it was just that simple. And it feels like they found it. And now they're taking on a Villanova team that's shorthanded. So that combination should mean Kansas wins pretty simply. But again, yes. we this don't always get it right. Like, yeah. so. <laughs> Logic like, often uh, you know, take, takes pick. one right on the chin. <laughs> Opening shot of the fight there. and Oh, down goes Frazier. And uh, you're floored by the uh, absolute impossibility that you're facing, that uh, you were dead wrong about this thing, and that everything that you thought about the Kansas Jayhawks, I mean, holy Will Chamberlain, uh, this team uh, looks nothing like it did uh, in beating Miami in that second half in, in a major turnaround. As uh, You know, you had to be feeling pretty good if you had Miami after the first half. You were yep. getting six and a half. Yep, yep. They were up six. They just had punched them out on a 9-2 run yep. at a time of the game where, uh, you know, the team that usually uh, puts on that, that kind of a move right before the half comes out of the locker room in the second half with the momentum, and it was just the opposite. Old man Moe switched uh, directions and very quickly, the six-point lead had evaporated, and before you knew it, uh, the Hurricanes were down uh, double digits in that ball game. So uh, I, I do like Kansas to win that by more than four and a hook. And uh, then in the other game, Duke, North Carolina. I, I know where my heart is because everybody wants to see this Cinderella ride uh, for uh, Coach K, and he goes out the door with a national championship. I mean, it couldn't be any more befitting of a guy who's received every piece of favorable treatment exactly. in the history of college basketball <laughs> going all the way back to Johnny Wooden. And the fact that the NCAA knew nothing exactly. about Sam Gilbert, who was paying these guys gobs of money to uh, go completely against their character and everything that they uh, had in their uh, emotional fabric and uh, personal, uh, you know, preferences. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, leave New York and go to Los Angeles, of all places. Of course. Right? Yeah. Nothing or, uh, there. He probably <laughs> remains today, right? All of a sudden, he fell in love with the joint. But yeah, uh, yeah. you can't tell me there wasn't a bag of cash that showed up at his door uh, or maybe in the locker room at Power Memorial when they said, uh, Kareem, while well, he was Lou Alcindor at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou, open up locker number 13 today. That's going to be your locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magically. Yeah, the uniform was in there with a bag of cash. <laughs> And a copy of John Wooden's book, Pyramid of Success. Exactly, you have Wooden's book. Which was largely fueled by the capital that Sam Gilbert was doling out all of those years, and yet nobody knew anything about it. And Kay's the same thing. much later on. Yeah, Kay's the same thing, too. It's like he's the magical yeah. man that, and look, we are, our dear friend Leslie Visser loves him, so I'm sure she'll listen to all this and have her face that she loves to have when we she'll say She'll be throwing up at the music <laughs> but Coach Kay. It's true, though. He's been Where like the it? Teflon Don. Like, he's done all the stuff that you sort of have to do, you sort of have to cheat to do, but he's never cheated. It's like, okay. So I actually would love to see him go down in flames. Problem is, if... It, uh, on our morning show, the a guy we do a show with at South Florida Broadcasting Legend, Tony Segreto, said, and he's not wrong, it feels like everything's sort of falling in place for Kay, which is really annoying. But I hope not. I, I really do. I, I, know, I, know. I, I hope he gets bludgeoned uh, by the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, and, and, you know, I'll stop short of rooting for him to get hit by a bus <laughs> in the parking garage that happens to be backing up at the wrong time while Coach Kay has his head down crying. That the officials jobbed him in this ball game, and that there's no reason I'm supposed to be in the final game. I'm supposed to be in the finals. Oh please! And he goes out the door with a whimper (laughs) instead of uh, you know the massive. I mean, imagine Jim Nance. You talk about oh my god, 
Oh, my God. A hyperbole. And, uh, you know, I mean, how, how the hell are they going to handle that if Coach K goes out a winner in this thing? <laughs> so I, I'm rooting for North Carolina. They, they yeah. uh, you know, beat them up pretty badly in the final minutes of that game at Cameron Indoor. You can't tell me that uh, the Duke Blue Devils weren't A, motivated to win that game for uh, Coach uh, Krzyzewski. But also, I mean, uh, we're being spurred on by, uh, I mean, just in a highly emotional crowd that had paid thousands of dollars per seat uh, even to sit in a nosebleed there in Cameron Indoor yep. and be a part of what was supposed to be a ceremonial. I mean, that this was supposed to be the last lap that Lance Armstrong takes when he's like riding with no hands on the handlebars yeah, and he's yeah. drinking a champagne. And you're thinking, why doesn't somebody try to pass this schmuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual counted stage of the Tour de France, uh, showing what a Fugazi race that really was, where the last stage is meaningless, and they all just fall in a line like you were watching their first lap of a harness race at Yonkers. Unbelievable. That's the one, two, three, four, five, and six, like you're watching a dog race, for God's sake when they allowed that sort of thing, which, uh, you know, was very debatable uh, for an animal rights uh, person like myself. Um, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you would think they had orchestrated this thing uh, for Coach K, and yet uh, North Carolina uh, was supposed to lose that ball game, and they, they won it pretty handily. Yep. And then they have performed, you know, performed as well as Duke in the tournament. So uh, can they do it again? That's the question. That one, I'm thinking, is probably a close game. That's one by Duke. Yeah, but yeah, does yeah. Duke cover four and a hook? I, I would take my chances with the Tar Heels because I, I believe they have an excellent chance to win the game outright unless it's fixed. And then on top of that, I, I think they can keep it close. So we're getting four and a half. Uh, that, that line has climbed in Duke's favor, which uh, would make you think that the uh, general public might be, we won't be fooled again. <laughs> is going to get taken on the cleaners. And, and once again, that hook is going to be a dagger, a sort of Damocles and I think really damage the psyche of all Duke backers and also uh, do some serious damage to their bankrolls. So uh, I'm going to go North Carolina, Kansas in the two games. And I will be in Atlantic City, Luby, uh, where nice. I can bet this parlay. Let's go. Uh, our good friend that you mentioned on our Ion Channel show, legendary uh, broadcaster, uh, was uh, on that George Michael sports machine for many, many years. Uh, the great Tony Segreto, known, uh, as I said, internationally. And uh, he went the opposite way on both games. He likes Villanova, which I, I find very hard, uh, you know, to, to find uh, any reason to like Villanova in that game. I mean, what would it be? I mean, they lose uh, one of their best players on offense, and uh, Kansas looked great. It, it could reverse, obviously. I mean, uh, that's why, uh, you know, you have these uh, sort of setups, and that's why, uh, you know, they never uh, burn out a light bulb in any casino. There's immediately <laughs> exactly. a guy there to replace it. So uh, they may be shining brightly again, but um, interesting uh, configuration. Three Hall of Fame uh, coaches are uh, about to be Hall of Fame coaches before too long. I mean, Bill Self, certainly Hall of Fame stature. No, if he's not. A, uh, that's yeah, a good yeah. thing about college uh, basketball and the Basketball Hall of Fame because it's nondescript, the Basketball Hall of Fame. It doesn't distinguish between pro and college, does it? It does not. Nope. And yeah, and uh, we're in, and then on top of it's that, like, like you can be in it while you're still, uh, you know, active. Yes. Which is great, too. Well, coaches, so not players, I, what, but coaches. Co yeah. Coach Gay, right. Yeah, he's in. Self, is he in already? Probably. Gay Wright, uh, no doubt, will be a Hall of Famer yeah, uh, for the job that he's done at Villanova. The and then you have Hubert Davis, uh, a rookie coach, although it does seem like Roy Williams might be calling a place. No? Very close <laughs> to the side involved. There. Like He's highly involved in this. Like He's at every yeah, they, game. They have him behind the mask, so you can't see his mouth moving, but you can hear him call. Uh, <laughs> Half-court trap. Trap, I said. 
He looks like he's coaching the team. But uh, Hubert Davis doing a nice job uh, also. All right, uh, so uh, there it is. I mean, are we, uh, we're not in agreement. I, no, I'm no, going no. North Carolina, Kansas, taking the points with North Carolina, laying the points with Kansas, and that's going to be my two-team parlay up in Atlantic City on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if we're doing do plays think, already. Loser? Um, I, I'm not a loser. I mean, I'll be rooting it. Those are the rooting ways. I just – the Coach K story – is annoying, but it seems like it's going to go. That on. needs to come to an abrupt end, man. I like agree. Just with out you. of nowhere, that needs to end like The Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Where, where you're that just stunned at the black. end. It's like, That's the end. How lame is that? <laughs> That'd be great if they if they build it up and then he loses by twenty five. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I hope they get hammered. Hope they're down nineteen three at the start of the ball game. There, like ten <laughs> and minutes in, and uh, Jim Nance is hard impressed to explain what the fuck is going on out there. <laughs> Well, you know, Coach K is going to have some things to say at halftime there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's going to call his team a bunch of assholes like he did after they lost that game at Cameron Indoor. Disgrace these kids. I mean, in a worse fashion than the uh, Will Smith slap to the cheek of Chris Rock. So, I, I mean, I, you know, that's what I'm rooting for anyway. I so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the points with North Carolina. If I lose, it's okay. At least I was rooting, I think, virtuously yes. for Coach K to get smashed in this ball game. I, I think Duke and Kansas win and cover, but I'll be rooting for – I mean, Kansas will know why the rooting-wise I don't care, but I just think Kansas is going to win. And I'll be rooting hard. And I don't usually like North Carolina, but I don't have anything against this team, and I would love to see K just go down the last two biggest games, the last home game. And then in the final four, the first time he's ever faced them in the tournament, his arch rival go down in flames to Carolina. Yes. That would be amazing. Level his record lifetime against North Carolina at 50 and 50. That's uh, 50 and 50 on an even 100 games that they played uh, during Coach K's uh, tenure. And, uh, you know, it would be great. I, I, I want this to hurt Coach K more than the uh, loss in Super Bowl three hurt Don Shula, where he never got over it. Right, I mean, uh, to his grave, he was saying, I, I can't believe this. Uh, Joe Namath predicted they would win, and they did. What happened to Johnny U? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Johnny U came in and that. actually, uh, you know, looked like he was going to do some damage in that game. Yes. But uh, unfortunately, it was, uh, well, fortunately for me, I, it was way too late because I took the 17 and a hook and had the New York Jets. I mean, imagine Jets on the money line in that one. Should have uh, gone in. Oh, I, yeah, I thought good. the Jets uh, had, had a chance in that game. Nobody gave him a shot. I really thought the Jets had uh, an excellent uh, group of personnel uh, surrounding Joe Willie. And, of course, Joe Willie uh, was, you know, capable of just watching uh, Boozer and Snell run the ball uh, the entire ballgame. Matt Snell had an incredible ballgame there in Super Bowl three. Was he the MVP or was it Joe Willie? Super Bowl three MVP. It was Namath. I would assume they just gave it a Namath because of the guarantee and the fact that they won. Yeah, maybe so. Eddie Pope, uh, one of the journalists on the scene there, probably just said, no, it's Joe. He was the guy that uh, wrote down the line about the guarantee. Otherwise, we would never have had this as part of the sporting vernacular about guarantees. All right, we'll guarantee you this. We'll be back tomorrow, and uh, we'll, we'll have all kinds of uh, fun stuff for you on uh, the Believe Network. It's After Hours with Tifo and Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. We thank Brandon Lang for joining us while playing golf, even though we lost him in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> but uh, it did seem like he was slightly preoccupied with trannies yes, and, and putts and a chance to make par <laughs> in that par five there. I like that he blasted out of a sand trap while he was giving us his selections on the games. I mean, and, and did it very well, very eloquently, while completely distracted. And, uh, you know, we, we should have uh, had, had him, you know, advised him to keep his head down in shame while he's doing that. What did he do? <laughs> did he put the phone under his chin while, while he, he was He had the, the hands-free headset. He was using oh, his oh headset. okay. Yeah. That's what he's doing. 
All right, very good. See, that uh, shows you how Stone Age I am. I, like <laughs> I couldn't even fathom it. All right, for Luby, I'm Jeff DeForest. Thanks for listening, and uh, well, we'll catch you again tomorrow here on yes, Believe sir. Networks. And as we say, at the conclusion of every show, no matter what it is, no matter what endeavor you're involved in in life, and no matter how hopeless it may look, people, you just got to believe. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10 and Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. What if I told you you could go to a great restaurant, feel completely safe because their COVID protocol is unmatched, have an amazing meal, have a great time. When the bill comes, you won't get sticker shock. You're going to say that's too good to be true. No, it's not, because I'm talking about Texas Roadhouse. Great family atmosphere, great atmosphere for a couple, great atmosphere if you just want to go by yourself and watch a game and have the coldest beer in town. And while you're doing that, have the best bread in town. All at Texas Roadhouse. Everything you get there is fresh every day and made sure it's served at your table, hot and ready to go. And the best part is you don't get sticker shock because the prices are amazing. Texas Roadhouse. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.